Welcome to the University of South Dakota's podcast, Crowded Hour. We know the COVID-19 global health pandemic is raising all sorts of questions about the way we live. Over the next several weeks, we plan to share the perspectives of some of our faculty in fields like public health, economics, education, and more, in hopes they can shed light on this situation and the path forward. As always, thank you for listening, and go Yotes! On today's episode, we speak with Matt Hurd, an instructor at the University of South Dakota Beacom School of Business, about strategies small businesses can use to handle the pandemic. Matt, how are you doing this morning? I'm terrific. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Well, you know, I just wanted to first start by asking you what you do at USD and and maybe your background. Uh, Sure. I teach in the Health Services Administration Department at USD. Uh, primarily, I, I teach a little bit in marketing, and I actually teach uh, one class for uh, information systems. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that for about two years now. Uh, I did some adjuncting before that and just really liked it. Uh, before this, I worked in the budget office uh, about eight years here at USD. I was, um, you know, we, we handled all the financial aspects for the university. And before that, I was a healthcare administrator in long-term care for about seven years. Um, we owned and managed nursing homes and assisted livings, uh, mostly on the east side of the state here. So uh, I've kind of had a, a, a little bit of everything in my life so far, but, you know, you're always learning. You know, I'm curious with your perspective and experience with long-term care facilities. I mean, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges maybe facing administrators of those facilities? Sure. You know, um, the, the big one is money and that's no surprise. And it, it was, that was the big problem then too. Um, you know, facilities just aren't funded well. So, you know, that, that's kind of a problem. Uh, the more acute problem now with, with the COVID-19 and that, um, you know, look, you have a, a really vulnerable population living in very close quarters. And, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these things on the news where, where um, you know, the, the COVID-19 is is really affecting long-term care facilities. You know, I, I uh, watched you in a webinar um, last week, um, and, you know, you kind of talked about some of the experiences that small businesses are having with the COVID-19 situation. What are some of the stories that you're hearing from small business owners about how this situation is affecting their businesses? Sure. Um, well, you know, people are just trying to be creative in what they're doing. Uh, you know, curbside and delivery service for restaurants, uh, what breweries and distilleries are making hand sanitizer. So, you know, clearly this isn't ideal right now for businesses and especially small businesses. Um, you know, I, I know there's some frustration with the process to get some of the relief loans and, and that sort of thing. But I think all in all, you know, people are kind of buckling down and, and doing what it takes to keep going. Well, and I guess from your experience, what are some ways that small businesses can, um, you know, survive this financial crisis? Sure. You know, we can look at at some cost cutting first, and I know that's it's kind of the go-to, the first go-to thing. Um, you know, talk to your lenders. See if there's any way you can defer payments. Um, hold some of those payments as long as possible out to, you know, your vendors and that kind of thing. Don't be late. Obviously, you don't want to incur a, a late penalty, which then you have to pay more cash out, right? Um, look at things like reducing the inventory that you have right now temporarily, okay? Uh, you know, it, it'll bring a little bit of cash in. 
you don't have those holding fees, that kind of thing. Um, you know, staffing is, is really the kind of the hot topic and there's no easy answer here. Um, you know, I, if you're participating in any program like the, you know, paycheck protection program, there's certain parameters that you'll have to maintain. So if you reduce your workforce too much, you're going to have that additional expense of recruitment and training new staff and, and that kind of thing when things pick up. Um, you know, there's no magic bullet, but those are just some things I would think of. You know, I know most businesses want to avoid cutting staff if at all possible. You know, are there ways that business can utilize staff, um, maybe in activities that they wouldn't normally do. Um, do you have any ideas on, on what businesses can do with staff kind of in this downtime? Oh, sure. I, you know, I talked in my webinar about things like deep cleaning or even remodeling projects that you've been putting on hold. Um, you know, now make sure that your cash flow is healthy before you take on any major renovation or something like that. But, you know, look at things like that. Um, you know, again, does your does your restaurant do delivery? Well, you can, you know, you can put your servers to work doing the deliveries. Um, you know, that that's just one example, but there are things that staff can be doing now. And that, you know, listen, deep cleaning is not making you any money, but it's giving a better, you know, ambiance to your, your place when you reopen, which is hopefully soon. You know, another another topic that you brought up in the webinar um, is, is probably something that you'd want to think about maybe before, you know, a situation like COVID-19, but you talked about cash reserves. Um, you know, how much should a business have as far as normal operating cash reserves? Right. You know, the rule of thumb is about three to six months of operating expenses. Um, you know, it's going to vary by business, of course, or, or what kind of business you're in. Um, and and you, you said something that's that's dead on you you should plan for this but you know first of all if you're a new business you probably haven't had a chance to build up a cash reserve and quite frankly there are businesses that are living month to month so maybe they didn't have that opportunity but if you can that rule of thumb really you know i if i was a small business i'd like to see six months of operating expenses you know what factors contribute to determining maybe what your cash reserves should be you know, you have to look at what type of business you are. Um, you know, do you have fluctuating cash flows? Are you a seasonal business? That kind of thing. Um, you know, what's your worst case scenario? These things all kind of play into to thinking about how much cash you should have on hand. You know, if you are in a position where you do have um, cash reserves, you know, I think about it when you, when you have these government programs available as well, you know, and business owners are having to make judgment calls as far as, um, you know, what they should utilize. I mean, when should you tap into your reserve versus maybe looking into some of these government programs? Right. Um, you know, the two can kind of coincide, too. Um, so say that you get some of the payment or the, the paycheck protection money, but it's not going to cover your, your entire payroll. If you've, you know, if you're lucky enough to keep your entire staff on payroll. So, you know, things like supplementing those employee wages and really anything to keep that business afloat while, while your income is uncertain, those things are appropriate. And, you know, the key here is to be mindful on the draws on your reserve and, and make sure that they're for value added things, you know, that these things are going to either help my business right now or in the immediate future. Um, and then it's also important to to have a plan in place of 
how am I going to replenish those cash reserves once things pick up? You know, are there other revenue sources that businesses can tap into during a time like this? Have you heard of any maybe, um, you know, ways businesses are generating alternative sources of revenue? Sure. Uh, gift cards, you know, everyone's uh, heard about, you know, buy gift cards now. And and that's a really great idea. Um, you know, what about, oh, I mentioned takeout and delivery. If, you know, you say you're a restaurant, you haven't done that in the past. And really just make it as easy as, as possible for people to buy your stuff. You know, how is your web presence? Can, can customers order and pay online or can they, you know, for pickup or delivery? Um, you know, right now, touchless is such a big thing and having a good web presence is a great way to facilitate that. Right. Um, you know, now is also, it, it is the time to get that web and that social media presence really polished up and, um, you know, people might know about you and they, they they might come for pickup, but they look at things like ordering and paying online as, as a, you know, an added benefit. Um, you know, this might be a good way to generate more customers that maybe never heard of you. The, the great thing about, you know, especially social media, you know, if you look at Facebook or something like that, is the metrics are so easily tracked to see who's looking at your page and where they're looking from and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of the, the web part, but, you know, look at kind of expanding what you do, you know, who would have ever thought that that GM would be making ventilators and that breweries and wineries were making hand sanitizer. So, you know, the point is to, to have that creativity and that flexibility to kind of turn that business plan upside down to, to, you know, do something to keep some sort of revenue flowing and, and keeping people employed, right? Um, our pizza here in Vermilion sells a make-at-home kit where you get all the ingredients to make a pizza, and it, it, it's genius marketing. Their marketing is a meal and an activity all in one. So um, I think I said in the webinar that crisis creates creativity. So, you know, look outside the box. Um, I love that story about our pizza. That, hey, you can still have your pizza at two o'clock in the morning. That's good news for all the local Vermilion kids. Um, you know, are there, right. you you mentioned um, like gift cards. Are there any concerns with with gift cards? Well, sure. You know, if if you're selling gift cards, that's great because again, that's cash you can use right now. But um, you know, you have to remember that the revenue is coming now, and then you're going to have this influx of folks that are going to be redeeming the gift cards you know, once you're open again. Um, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get out of the house. I'm ready to spend some money. I'm ready to do some things. And, you know, the idea is that in a perfect world, I'm going to sell a $20 gift card and the person comes in and spends 50 bucks or more, right? But the point I'm making is that you really need to prepare for the the goods or the services or whatever the expense is later that's already been paid for now. You know, how should businesses balance account receivables? I mean, obviously they want to take in, you know, money they're owed as quickly as possible, but, you know, it's more than likely that all businesses are struggling, right? And so how do you speed up collection while, um, I guess, understanding that the people that you might be asking money from are, are probably also in a difficult situation? Sure. You know, again, this is going to depend on what sort of business you are, but you know, if you're doing larger ticket items, look for 
a deposit. You know, if, if you're building somebody a garage or something, you're a construction company, look for a deposit to buy the material so you don't have to front that cash. Um, you know, look at your, your timing of your invoices. Can you send them early? Can you send them more often? That sort of thing. Um, look at your accounts receivable for the past due accounts and, and listen, start making phone calls. I know everybody is kind of worried about money right now, but, um, you know, be willing to, to work out partial payments or a payment plan for, for some of those that are, are questionable. If you can recover some money out of, of an account that was questionable, you know, every cent counts right now. Um, this kind of goes along with the, with the web presence, but make it easier for people to pay. You know, if you, if you offer payment methods like credit cards or, or um, you know, PayPal or Venmo or whatever, that you might get payment a little bit faster. I know that I, I rarely get a paper bill anymore, but when I do, it sits on my desk for a week and then I have to find an envelope and I have to find a stamp. But if I could go online and pay it with Venmo or right from my phone, I'm, you know, that's fast. So I guess those are kind of a few ideas that, that you could do with your receivables. You know, you mentioned in your webinar something called factoring. Um, what is that concept? Right. So factoring, basically, you sell your accounts receivable to another company, and there's companies that are, are factoring companies, okay? So let's say I have $100,000 in outstanding accounts receivable. Um, I can sell it to this company, and of course, they're not going to pay me $100,000. They'll give me sixty or 80000 or, you know, depending on, they look at things like how you know, how well have you done with collections in the past? And there's all kinds of variables that determine what they'll pay you. But nevertheless, they buy them at a discount. So the good thing there is now you have the money right away. You have cash right now. You don't need to worry about collecting because now this company's collecting for you. Um, you know, the kind of negatives with that is factoring is often a sign of cash flow problems. So this might not be the route you want to go if you're trying to create a certain image or keep a certain image. And, um, the fees can be kind of heavy. You know, the other thing is if you have long-term customers that all of a sudden a third party is calling them for collection about a service you provided, sometimes that can get a little bit sticky as well. You know, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you think businesses should avoid making right now? Well, I think with, you know, this uncertainty, we need to really be methodical in our decision making. And and what I'm saying is don't make any hasty decisions. You know, don't eliminate your whole staff only to have to pay for again, you have to recruit, you have to retrain people, which you know, it's hopefully the near future here, right? What are maybe some of the best ways that then businesses can position themselves to succeed um, when the economy does get back on track? Right. Um, you know, be ready to serve people. Like I said, people are, are chomping at the bit to get out of the house. And and that being said, many people are still, you know, it's going to be a while before people are comfortable being a, around large groups. So, you know, make sure your business is ready to serve. Make sure your business is ready to observe the guidelines that are, you know, I we look at when, when will we reopen, right? Um, and right away, it's not like you're going to have a packed house, um, you know, whether it's, guidelines from the CDC or the, the state or the community or whatever, or, or just people's personal, you know, I don't want to be around large groups. You really have to be able to accommodate what people can and are willing to do, I think.
Matt, do you have any, you know, I know this is a tough question, but do you have any, I guess, last, you know, piece of wisdom for any business owner that's, you know, maybe struggling with the uncertainty right now as far as how they can weather everything that's going on? Sure. You know, I, I think first and foremost, keep a clear head about things. Um, again, don't make hasty decisions and and really just think about everything that you do and and is that adding value, okay? Um you know, and, and again, you, you have to look at this holistically. You can't just look at cutting costs. You can't just look at, um, you know, what, what are my other revenue sources, that sort of thing. We have to look at this as, as one whole piece. Um, you know, and, and again, just be ready to serve people when they come back. Cause I, I think that I, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to, I love my family. I love my house, but. I'm ready to to be out in the world again. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, you know, are there any resources available for small businesses that might be struggling with figuring everything that's going on right now? You bet. Um, we have the Small Business Development Center. Uh, we call it the SBDC. And the Prairie Family Business Association. Those are both run through the, the business school here at USD. Um, but you can also go to the SBA's website and look at some of the resources I know that when I was preparing my webinar, I looked at a lot of the resources there for some of the COVID-19 specific, um, you know, resources. So those are three good places to look and lean on each other. You know, like I said, uh, each small business is kind of in the same boat, even if they're in different industries. So definitely be, you know, network with your, your, your business friends and, and see if there's something that they can help you with or you can help them with. Matt, thank you so much um, for coming on our podcast this morning. We really appreciate the advice, and uh, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to get out there and uh, visit some of the local establishments here in Vermilion, and I can't wait for when we can finally do that. You bet. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Credit Hour. Stick with us as we continue to bring you new information and perspectives surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. Until next time, wash your hands, stay safe, and stay home. Go Yotes.